Working on Thomas. Gets around him. Up under and in. Oh, what a move for Kyrie Irving. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome into the Up and Under podcast. I'm your host, Hani. Joined with me, as always, is Zeeshan. Yo, what's good? All right, man. Uh, obviously, last week, there was some terrible news. Obviously, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, and all the other victims uh, of a, you know, passed away in a terrible helicopter crash. And because of that, we didn't post an episode last week just to show our respect. Yeah, like, we didn't want to, you know, do anything um, last week because uh, it was on the day, too. So that's why we didn't really want to. Because we're supposed to come out with the, like, you know, blog post and stuff, too, that day. And I didn't want to do it that day either. Just out of respect. Um, but, yeah, that was... I still can't believe it, to be honest. It, it doesn't seem real. Like, it's one of those... Uh, like, you look at the thing where it says Kobe Bryant 1978 to 2020. It still feels... It's, weird. it's surreal. Like, it's just... And, like, obviously, teams have been paying their tributes, paying their respects. Obviously, like, some players are even changing their numbers from, yeah. from 8 or 24 and picking different numbers. Um, and... Um, first, first, um, first of all, like, also, you know, like, not to forget all the other people too because like I feel like also because of the fact that Kobe was so famous too mm-hmm. I think everyone gets caught up in Kobe but the reality is that including his daughter there was seven other people too so I'll just list out um, quickly the names so you know rest in peace Kobe Bryant uh, Gianna Bryant um, John Altabelli Carrie Altabelli Alyssa Altabelli um, Christina Mouser um Aris Bayon, who was the uh, pilot. Yep. Um, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and there's one more, I think, person. Uh, I think that's it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, not to get caught up in Kobe, too, because Kobe was only one of eight people, and Kobe and Gianna was only two of, you know, nine people. So seven other people as well. It was, it was just, yeah, it was just a devastating, devastating and tragic uh tragic event and uh, again like because Kobe was just who he was like and Kobe was so young he was just at a and he was he was to be honest he was looking like he was going to be just as successful mm-hmm. as he was in his NBA career bro. he already had an Oscar he was writing children's book he was doing like films all of that and then man. now like he, like he, this whole plane helicopter crash even happened while he was taking his daughter Gianna to a uh, to one of her practices yeah, exactly. and like the fact that like yeah, so, to be honest, um, and even one of the things, too, like, uh, Dwight Howard was recently talking about how he, Kobe was actually going to help him in the dunk contest, and, um, yeah, now it's not going to happen for it. And that's the last thing, too, because he was in the news for, like, the whole week, too, because LeBron was going to pass him, blah, 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 and Kobe was, like, Kobe it was, was showing his... the day yeah, after LeBron Kobe passed was, him. Kobe showed his respect the previous night, and the next morning he was gone. It's, it's crazy. Man. It's crazy. I mean, like, in the way, like, Shaq was even talking about yeah. how, like, we're not even going to be able to joke about Kobe at his, all, like, at his uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's, that's one of the bad, like, sad things, too, because you, you, we're never going to see his Hall of Fame speech or nothing. But literally, it just shows how much of an impact Kobe Bryant made on, made globally. Globally, yeah, exactly. I think the one thing, the reason why people, because, like, too, for us, like, I think Kobe Bryant was, to be honest, our Michael Jordan, you know, Kobe LeBron. He was, yeah. So the thing is, too, I think the reason why Kobe made such a global impact too was because he was so um, diverse in terms of like, glo- like you know, he had obviously Latino connections with his wife, blah blah blah. Uh, he knew Italian, he knew Spanish, you know, like he 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 the whole world embraced him because of how 
how much of global reach it had. And, and I like, think you see him, like Neymar, Neymar doing his thing. Neymar, like yeah, other everyone people. paying respect to him. You know, just, and rightfully so. I mean, like you don't become a legend like yeah. that. But so I'm, we're not gonna take up too much time because, like, you know, we've already talked about our things. And, and a lot has every, been said every, about Kobe. A lot has been said, and uh, to be honest, we don't want to. You know, we we'd rather it's been a week and we don't want to bump people out. Yeah, we like you know we've we've more enough and stuff like you know we want celebrate him exactly and, and his accomplishments. Yeah. You know, after after this period of you know shock and grief, I mm-hmm. think we should I think we should try to get into the whole celebratory of his because at the end of the day, man, forty one years is still a good amount of life. And he lived and he lived it to he, fullest. He lived a great life. I yeah, mean, exactly. So speaking of of obviously like honoring Kobe and you know like spreading whatever like the greatness that he did, we're just gonna bring up some of our our favorite moments yeah, of some Kobe's of our career. Favorite moments of his basketball career. Obviously, post basketball, you can say all the stuff about how he was such a great dad. Um, um, Oscar, yeah, his Oscar, dear basketball, yeah, like, everything like that. But we're just gonna because uh, the main reason why we did know him was for basketball, right? So we're we're just gonna talk about some of our quickly go over some of our favorite moments um, of Kobe's basketball career. So I think number one, we can probably say um, his fourth championship in 09. Yep, this was his first championship without Shaq, and obviously the biggest, um, you know, I guess complaint about Kobe at the time was the fact that he Kobe, only yeah. he only won his rings with Shaq, mm-hmm. and after Shaq left, it took obviously six years for Kobe to, to you know, win, win another one, and they obviously decided... Yeah, seven actually. Yeah, and they dismantled the Orlando Magic. Yeah, so if you remember too, yeah, exactly. Like Kobe, it was always a, when you talked about Kobe, he was always oh, a great player, but he can't win without Shaq. Shaq won those rings, and Kobe once he got Pau Gasol, they got back to the finals in 08. Uh, 2009. If you remember, Kobe was on a mission. This guy was not going to be stopped, bro. This was most like killer Kobe ever. He wanted that title, he, he and he earned that it. Title, title, and he got it. And that was. Actually, that was the year that they were supposed to face. It was supposed to be LeBron, LeBron and but then uh, Dwight Howard ruined it. Dwight Howard, credit to, credit, no credit to Dwight Howard though. This guy, people, people, people never saw Dwight Howard playing. It is prime. They he was disrespect good. him so much, bro. Like I seen some some other day. Um, they're like, uh, Rudy Gobert is better than prime Dwight Howard. I saw a comment. No. Like, I swear. No. I was like, what? In no. <laughs> Rudy Gobert is better than prime Dwight Howard. Bro. No. That's just how. That, that's how you know he he never saw prime Dwight Howard. Yeah. Like, prime Dwight Howard is different. We're talking about next in line of big men after Shaq was Dwight Howard. And Dwight like Howard just the, the sure dominance and stuff. Yeah. So um, his fourth championship. Um, next up, also um, the OA Olympics in Beijing. Kobe, listen, that roster was so stacked and was so good, but the one who took, well, Kobe and D-Wade, I think, mm-hmm. really took the, yeah. the, that tournament over, and then in the final in, in the final game, they're struggling against Spain, and Kobe completely took the game over. Um, Kobe just He's probably tracking trash in Spanish, yeah. too. <laughs> definitely was. But yeah, Kobe, Kobe in the 08 Olympics was just... That's that's you know that 08 to 2011 time was when we saw Kobe just go crazy. Man. Mm-hmm. I know in like 06 and stuff he was crazy, but 08 to like 11 with when he didn't have like Kwame Brown and Smush Parker, you know, <laughs> that was like that was insane, Kobe. And that's that's really when I started, I think, you know, growing up and start playing like watching basketball and stuff too. So that was like my that was my like my. Um, 
perception of who Kobe was those years were. Yeah, I think like just at, like in that period of time, Kobe was prime. Like he was trying to prove himself, mm-hmm. and obviously he did prove himself, which is why our next big my favorite moment of Kobe's career was his final game. Yeah, he dropped sixty points on the Utah Jazz, and I think and, and he, they actually needed that because like he they were down. Yeah, they were and losing. He, he completely took over the game. I remember I watched that was, game yeah, live. The funny thing was Shaq was like, yo, go get 50. If you remember that, Shaq was like, yo, go get 50. And Kobe just left off. And he ended up getting 60. Yeah, and he was talking to Rachel Nichols afterwards. And like Shaq was like, oh, I told the, I told this guy to get 50. And that, yeah. and that you know, that motherfucker got 60. Yo. Yeah, yeah, so the, the, the crazy thing is people talk about, oh, you attempted like, what, 50 shots or whatever. But to be honest, to be honest, a lot of that was in the first half. When In the second half, when he got it going, he, had, he made those shots. Which was probably the most, that, that was the most impressive thing for me because he actually took over the game. You know, that wasn't just empty 60 points. Some of it was empty. But, like, the those last however many points, they needed that. Um, next up, also, the 06 series versus the Phoenix Suns when they went up 3-1, when Kobe hit the um, the shot at the end of regulation and then the, the buzzer beater, buzzer beater. in overtime. This is where you got the, the iconic yeah. fist yeah, yeah, of yeah, Kobe. The, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, they ended up blowing the 3-1. They did uh, blow the 3-1 yes, lead. They threw, they blew the 3-1. But those Phoenix teams were good. So. No, they were good. Bro. But yeah, that was the year when they had Kwame Brown and Smosh Parker. So, hey, hey. And people were talking trash about Smosh Parker. Smosh Parker actually saved that game in the end, bro. Because they're, they're double-teaming Kobe. And then Smosh Parker actually hit the, hit a big three. He, I mean, if he, he didn't, I, did, I Kobe, would not want to be, the, be the, Smosh Parker. At, at the end of regulation, when Kobe got that layup, that was because Smosh Parker stole the ball from Steve Nash. If you remember, oh, right. if you remember at the end, too, Kobe was hugging Smosh Parker. That's don't disrespect the legend Smosh Parker himself. Okay. Um, another moment that we have, we're trying to go through this quick, a bit quickly because we're kind of short on time. But another moment that we have is when he tore his Achilles and he still hit those two free throws and walked off. It's like you, when you, like the Kobe's whole mantra is that, you know, just tenacious, be ferocious, attack everything. Yeah. And this guy was injured. Like an Achilles injury, like you shouldn't even be able to stand with that, let alone be able to put like enough pressure to shoot a free throw. This man did shot both and he made both. Yeah, that, that just epitomized who Kobe was. And, and the thing too, that was our last impression of actual like Kobe Bryant as a yeah. player. Because after that, that wasn't Kobe He wasn't Bryant. the same player. Yeah, he wasn't the player. But that was, to, for that to be the like last image of who Kobe Bryant in his kind of prime was, that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, another moment we have is the lobbed Shaq against Portland in the 2000 playoffs. Not um, only was it like crazy how Kobe cl- crossed up Scottie Pippen. Now, yes, was this an older Pippen? Yes. Yeah, Scottie Pippen is kind of he was He was washed yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't washed, but like in terms he, of defense, he was at least, he, yeah, he was, he was old. So, but what made this so iconic was that like they, the Lakers were trying to come back. In yeah, that they game. were down big. They were down big, and that literally put the and Lakers was, in the lead. Prime Trailblazers, to be honest, that was like the best version of the Trailblazers. I mean, it was in the finals before they com- before they became the complete like jail Jailblazers, because Jailblazers happened a bit afterwards. <laughs> Those Jailblazers teams were funny, man. Everyone had like everyone was in jail, bro. They, they got that. They earned that Jailblazers uh, yep. nickname. Definitely uh, yeah, so, so that lob was just iconic and like Shaq's reaction to it. Yeah, you know? and yeah, when um, Kobe and Shaq hugged two at the end, yeah. bro, that was that was like, and it also led to the first title. Yeah, between exactly. the three, which um, yeah, we yeah. all know what happened after and that. Finally, probably the 
most boss move maybe in NBA history. The funniest too. Yeah. When Matt Barnes uh, faked uh, the ball at Kobe's face and Kobe didn't even flinch. Yeah. And the funniest thing is, the most, and like, like when, you hear Matt, when you hear Matt yeah. Barnes' side of this, Matt Barnes is just like, yo, I'm like, I wasn't even trying to do anything. I just tried to like, see, and this guy, like, I just tried to like, fake the ball, but he didn't, he didn't move. Yeah. And like oh, that, that was, that was the most, and like, the funny thing is that moment was moment. the, was one of the biggest reasons why Kobe even tried to recruit Matt Barnes. Yeah. Well, I mean, Matt Barnes already had that rep of being, you know, like a tough guy. Like, yeah. But Kobe's exact words was that like, yeah. uh, a person who's willing, who's willing to mess with me is the person yeah. that I want to be a teammate yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. I'm I mean, paraphrasing. You know, Kobe got a lot of bad rep for being a bad teammate, but if you look at who Kobe was, you'll, actually realize like why a lot of people liked him so even even Lou Williams talked about too Lou Will was like Lou Will was like talking to Kobe and Lou Will was like oh, oh I got you now Kobe you want the, the the thing is that you want everyone to think you're a bad guy but I know deep down you're actually a good guy Kobe was like shut up <laughs> yeah yo <laughs> that was a funny story. Lou but should yeah. not have said that um but yeah like Kobe, man, like rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Kobe, that's, and all the other victims movie, of that yeah. terrible. Like it was a tragedy. It honestly it, was. That, that was crazy, man. Like I can't, I can't believe that actually. Like, it, it was so sudden. Too, it was man. very sudden. Like it was just out of nowhere. Nobody expected it to happen, but it's and, happened, uh, yeah. and we all got to move on, and we all got to continue that Mamba mentality legacy that mm-hmm. he that he started. Yeah. So exactly. rest in peace, Kobe, and all the other victims. Mm-hmm. Let's move on now. We are. Just a, a, like a day away from the NBA trade deadline, at least that's in the time that we are recording this episode. So we decided that we're going to talk about some teams that need to make uh, some trades before the like before the trade deadline. Uh, we are going to start off with one trade that actually just went down the other day. This is the first official trade, uh, and it's a it's a big one. It's a four team, twelve player total trade, and I think I read something that it was one of the most expensive trades in the like. In, in a while like yeah, it's, it was the biggest trade since um, the Patrick Ewing trade in 2000 yeah because it was a 14 deal yeah so it's a 14 deal between the Houston Rockets Minnesota Timberwolves Atlanta Hawks and Denver Nuggets so the Rockets basically got Robert Covington and Jordan Bell uh, Golden State's 2024 second round pick from Atlanta uh, so that's what the Rockets got Minnesota they got Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, Jared Vanderbilt, and Brooklyn's 2020 first round pick. Uh, the Hawks, they were able to get um, uh, Clint Capella and Nene from, from Houston. And the Denver Nuggets were able to get uh, Gerald Green, Shabazz Napier, Noah Vonley, uh, I forgot his name, Bates Diop, I forgot his first name though, and Houston's 2020 first round pick. Yeah, so in terms of this trade too, well, I think. In terms of what everyone wanted, I guess it would they say... Got, everyone got, everyone got they what they wanted. Now, in terms of... I think the biggest thing we're probably going to analyze is probably Houston. I guess... Okay, let's start with... The major trade was, was Rob... Like, the big names were Robert Covington uh, so, and Clint yeah, Capella. So in terms of... Okay, like, I guess we can start off with Atlanta since they're the worst team. Um, so, Atlanta, for them, they got their center that they wanted. Because mm-hmm. John Collins is more power forward than he is a center. He likes playing power forward a lot more. Um, so, they got their lob threat now along with John Collins. Now, they have two lob threats for Trey Young, which is going to be insane. And John Collins can do also... He can space out now. So, he can he can. Well, play that's the goal. They, Atlanta wants John Collins to continue to develop. Mm-hmm. But while also having uh, Capella as that interior presence. Yeah. And now, John Collins is a bad interior defender. Yeah. I mean, he's like 6'8". He's undersized. He's, he's undersized. Which so Capella is a great rim protector. Now you have Clint Capella there, and he can shore up your defense. So I think for Atlanta, 
Uh, overall for Atlanta, I think this is a good trade for them. Yeah, uh, they didn't give up uh, who they give up. Evan Turner. I mean, wasn't they, they gave up. Uh, they gave up. Who they give up? Uh, Evan Turner and two picks. Okay, so in terms of like those picks aren't that crazy. Maybe so, the Golden State, but it's a twenty twenty four second round, yeah. so it's really not going to matter. So and Brooklyn twenty twenty first. I think they got um, a pretty good return. Um, now I guess for Denver, what do we have for Denver? So Denver, they 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 obviously had a logjam. Uh, they needed to get rid of one so, of their yeah, young players. So they got rid of Malik Beasley. So which is they still have Tory Craig. They still have um, Will Barton. Um, and most importantly, Gary they free, Harris. Yeah, they still have Gary Harris. Most importantly, they free up time for MPJ. That was the main incentive. Yeah. It's a free up time. And also, Malik Beasley will be a restricted free agent this uh, uh, this offseason. So, yeah. So, I think it works out for them. Um, who did they... So, they were able to get back Gerald Green, who probably won't be playing much. Shabazz Napier is kind of good to be a guard to bring off the bench. Noah Vonley. I mean, as your third point guard off the bench... Because they have uh, they have Monte Morris coming off the bench, yeah. so in terms of your third point guard off the bench, I think that's a pretty decent point guard off the bench. They have another big man that they can use beside Nikola Jokic um, if they need Vonley. to, and Noah Vonley, and then they have Base Diop, who's a young guy, probably not gonna play that much. Uh, but also, uh, they did get a first rounder. So in terms of a good team getting another first rounder, no matter how low it is, that's still a pretty decent return for them. Yeah, and I think the biggest one, so finally for Houston. Now, Houston, we're going to explore this more. Cause, so, um, I guess the incentive was that uh, Houston has been trying something recently where they would like to throw out lineups which is six foot, like just uh, no with no big. So, like, they got back Robert Covington. That was the main piece. That yeah. they, they also got Jordan Bell. Which, which who cares about Jordan Bell? <laughs> <laughs> this man needs to remember to tuck in his jersey. Well, yeah, so they did get Robert Covington back, elite 3 and D player. Was arguably in the running for defense player of the year. What was it last year? Yeah, last year. It was last year. Yeah, last year. Um, so yeah, elite three D player, um, which makes them, I guess, have PG when they run that small ball lineup. PJ Tucker's gonna be center. PG Tucker at center. Now, in terms of, I I do understand it because people are going crazy over this. I I'm a little bit more lenient on it just for the simple fact that. Clint Capella has been doing nothing in the playoffs, which is why they made this trade. They uh-huh. needed this for uh, they made this trade for the playoffs, and Clint Capella has been doing and, absolutely nothing in the. Playoffs. And honestly, when Capella emerged as a player, the whole incentive was that he was just a great pick and roll threat with Harden. Mm-hmm. Now that they got Westbrook, they kind of they're one of the worst teams in pick and in pick and roll offense. And also, the fact is that Clint Capella's offensive liability, uh, offensive limitations, really show in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, and and also defensive limit. Uh, bit of a like he he, he can't he can't guard multiple positions. He need you take him away from the rim and, and that that's what everyone's done against Houston, which is why they want, now want to have this switching wing defense. Which granted on the pl- perimeter the defense is gonna be amazing. The issue is that now in the paint, I think one of the biggest things that's gonna go underrated is that now they don't have their pick and roll threat anymore. They don't have a pick and roll threat anymore. Well, here's the thing. Like what they're trying to do nowadays, Houston at least is trying to do more pick and fades, trying to trying to run like they're trying to run a pick and roll with with six foot six guys, which again, yeah. not many people here, expect here, it. Here's the thing, though. Like you need what's the best three point shots when somebody goes to the paint, drive, kick, yeah. right? That's the best three point shots. Now you don't have somebody. Well, you do have Westbrook and stuff to do that, but you don't have somebody coming off a pick and roll to be able to do that. You don't have a lob threat anymore. 
which is one of the biggest things. Because, you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook love throwing those lobs off picks. But now you don't have that anymore. So I think that, that limits your, uh, your options. Now, transitioning into our uh, well, segment. The, well, we do have to mention the, the Timberwolves as well, who are also in this deal. I like the fact that they were able to get Malik Beasley. Uh, but again, like the whole point for the for Minnesota is to the the main was the was the first round pick, but they're they're trying to make another move. Hopefully, to get a D'Angelo Russell, maybe even yeah, uh, somebody they're trying to get somebody to make Cat happy. Pretty yeah, much. pretty much. Um, so transitioning that into our segment, um, Houston is looking for a center now to because they don't have a, any like viable centers anymore after the Clint Capella trade. So now what they're trying to do is you know get another center. Um, off the trade market, for example, just to start at least, you know, start the games out and then the fourth quarter have P.J. Tucker running the center. So they, they need at least a body at center. Um, that's that's being the rumor. So some options that we have, we haven't really looked at the, how the salaries and stuff would match, but just quick off the top, some guy, uh, some centers that are available. Um, Dwayne Dedman, he's publicly stated he wants to be traded. Um, and Sacramento isn't playing him all that much either. Um, and also some other bigger guys, not centers, but if you want to run some bigger lineups too. Marcus Morris is one, Danilo Gallinari. Floor spacers. Yeah, That's floor what spacers. Houston Lamo is floor spacing. But yeah, I think the main thing they need is at least <clears throat> a center who can play at least 15, 20 minutes a game. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing right um, yeah. now. Yeah. Another team that who we think should make a trade by the deadline is the is the is the Clippers. And the Clippers are obviously one of the top teams in the West. But one of their biggest weaknesses, and we pointed it out a bunch of times, is the fact that they don't have a big man. Like Evita Zubac is okay. But, but they they need like a they need a they need a center who can uh you know, like hit in the paint and then can also grab boards. Montrez Harrell is not that great defensively when it comes to big men because all you see is undersized. And then Ivisa Zubac, he's a nice rotational player, but he's not a guy you want to be starting uh, as your center yeah. for a championship caliber team. So in terms of the Clippers too, I think it's the same need as the Houston Rockets too. Uh, they need a center. So obviously like Dwayne Dedman's a great option. They can look in the, in the Thaddeus Young, Mar- Marcus Morris, even Tristan Thompson if they're willing to spend a little bit more. Well, I don't know how the salaries would match, but yeah, Tristan Thompson would be amazing for them. But the point is, I think centers are really limited because we're gonna have some. We have we have another team down here too that also needs a center. A lot. A point is, a lot of teams are looking for centers. They're hard to come by, honestly. That's what happens when you don't properly train big men anymore. Yep. Uh, moving on, another team that needs to make a trade is the Lakers. Now, believe it or not, the Lakers are the best team in the West right now. However, their main and issue the Clippers are creeping up. They, the Clippers are creeping, but the main issue with the Lakers is the fact that they don't have another ball handler when LeBron's on the bench. Now Rondo is that, but Rondo's just he's not. Great. He's not. He's not. He's not, he's not, he's not anymore. So a few options. Obviously, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose has been playing well for the Pistons. And now the issue with Derrick Rose would be um, he doesn't provide the three point spacing or the defense or the defense exactly, but. The Lakers um, are a good defensive team, so they could make up for it. They could, yeah, they could. Now, listen, yeah, I think that would be ideal. Have Derrick Rose, you know, guard the perimeter, but at least you have a back line defending him. So, you know, it can limit some of his defensive liabilities. But, yeah, the, the issue, the main issue would probably be the lack of floor spacing with him. But at the very least, you know, you can... Uh, what was this thing? Uh, at the very least, yeah, you can, um, you know, you can 
sort of limit some of his limitations, I guess. Um, other other guards, I guess. George Hill, Milwaukee is not that crazy. Let's At this honest. point, no, but it's you know what's showing the best three points. He uh, is. He's leading the NBA. Um, Derek Collison was another one. So the Lakers, if they can get Derek Collison out of retirement, would be huge for them. I think because he it, it he would. can he can space the floor. Um, and then also another guy that they want to target is Iggy. Well, who knows what they're gonna get because the Memphis wants the first round pick. Yeah. For Andre so uh, moving on to the next team is the Philadelphia 76ers. What they need, I guess, is probably point guard off the bench for them because they're running Raul Neto, Neto right now mm-hmm. um, off the bench. Solid, probably third guard. Yeah, he's know. a third guard. He's not. Uh, but what they really need is a shooter. They were trying to get Robert Covington. Uh, that didn't work out. But they really need a shooter is what they really need. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, Courtney Lee. I don't know. It's kind of old now, but Courtney Lee is the name. Marco Bellinelli. The Spurs um, want to get rid of him. Danilo Gallinari. Uh, Marcus Morris again. And apparently Luke Nard's been in the trade rumors. I don't know why the Pistons would give up Luke Nard. But... Pistons have been bad for over a decade for a reason. Yeah. So, I mean, the Sixers, they just need shooting, which is their biggest concern at this point. Yeah. Uh, finally, the last team that needs to make a move is the Celtics. Now, obviously, just like the the Rockets and the Clippers, the Celtics need a big man. They need a center. They can't just keep running Ennis Cantor and Daniel Tice yeah. as, their, as um, their big man. So, a guy I think that's been... So, Dwayne Dedman, again, another guy. Um, I mean, another team that needs a center, Dwayne Dedman, so... Um, also, one of the most rumored players has been Andre Drummond. So yeah, Andre Drummond, and it could work if they want to maybe throw in the, throw in like one of the bigger deals. Like yeah. they could make it work. Like the Celtics have also the Celtics have abundance of picks. So. Yeah, picks. That's the main thing. And again, Tristan Thompson. So um, yeah, these are some of the teams that we think the trade deadline when as of. Right now, we're recording the trade deadline is at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Yep. So February 6th. This We'll see how these predictions we'll see. work out. It's um, been projected as going to be a quiet trade deadline, yeah. but we well, already we'll we just got a blockbuster yeah, trade. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the up and under uh, segment. So first of all, um, are you up or under on the new format of the All-Star game? So quick uh, recap for you guys. Pretty much what's going to happen is... Each quarter is going to be a mini game, and the main reason why they're doing this is pretty much charity. Whoever wins the quarter gets more charity, blah, blah, blah. And then the final quarter would, uh, will be Kobe-themed, where they'll combine all the scores, and then they'll add 24 to whichever one is the highest score of both teams, and then that'll be the winning score. So it won't be time, none of that. It's pretty much first 24. You know, we play 21, it's going to be 24, pretty much. Um, yeah, so... Are you up or under on this new All-Star game for I'm up on it, especially in the fact that, like, they're doing it for a legend. Like, they're obviously, they're trying to honor Kobe with this. Um, you know, to be fair, like, it's just something that they're going to have to try and see what happens. Now, it would be interesting if they keep the tradition going, like, this year's for Kobe. Maybe next year, because the All-Star game is in Indiana, they do 33 and 24 for Reggie Miller. Like, they can continue that sort of honoring, like, a, a legend kind of, kind of thing. So... I'm up for now, but I need to see it in action. Like right now, it's 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 really hard to see. It. Like obviously, so you're up on it. For now, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm completely under on it. I absolutely hate it. I am not surprised. Most, <laughs> mo- well, most people agree with me that they hate it, bro. All we wanted was most people wanted a lot of people wanted Kobe to be the logo, some sort of Kobe tribute in the Austin. 
No, what is this, bro? A mini game every quarter, and then the final quarter. I think we need to see it in action. We we need to see it in action, man. I get doing it for charity, which I'm okay with. But bro, find some better format. What what's a mini game every quarter, and then they add up all the points, and then you go to twenty four, bro. Like no, listen, the twenty four thing works for street ball. Okay, not in an NBA setting where you're shooting threes, bro. But I think that that's kind of what they want to do. Is like start doing like some three ball stuff. Like they need to get viewership and like, I guess this is they what they think came up like, with. Like, no man, like no, I don't know what this is, bro. Yeah. Um, another thing too for All Star Weekend. Are you up or under on uh, the new three point contest format where they have two shots um, from six feet behind the three point? That line, are worth and three it's gonna points. be worth three points. Uh, I'm up on that. I think. I think they've also extended it to. 27 shots instead of 25 which it was normally and then they put I think 15 more seconds on the clock so or something like that people, 10 more seconds. people argue that like the dunk contest is the best uh you know the best event of all-star weekend and honestly speaking when you have proper dunkers it it's is the most hyped event but i think yeah the, from from the, the three-point contest has three been three-point contest legit. has probably been the best competition and with more and more shooters like just being able to shoot from like the logo mm-hmm. like it's you know, it makes sense to like ex- branch it out and let's see yeah, what happens. Exactly. Now everyone's shooting like not even at a three point. Yeah, like, like, everyone's shooting way behind. Like you're seeing what Trey Young is doing. Dame freaking Dame, is going insane. Kyle Lowry does every. Literally everyone does that. Steph Curry, everyone. He invented it. Yeah, well, he's the one who started. But yeah, everyone, everyone does that now. So I think it makes sense to have. Well, I don't want them. To, I I hope it doesn't lead to a four point line. Please. Now I know why. Old heads were like, oh, we hate the three-point line, bro. If they add a four-point line, oh, hell no, nah, bro. I, I'm already, I already am, like, iffy about how much threes they're shooting now. If they add a four-point line, not a sit. Next up, are you up or under on the Knicks firing Steve Mills? Um, and reportedly, they're either going after Masai Ujiri or they might want to hire a player agent to fill the role. I'm up on the fact that they fired the email because it's 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 time. It's been two decades. You you haven't had any success rebuilding this team. As, you got to go. This is the second time he's been fired. Yeah, right? you got to go. Yeah. Uh, as far as Masai getting Masai Ujiri, hell, hell no. That's, that's that's not happening. Like you're not getting Masai Ujiri no matter how much more. Like I don't think Masai Ujiri just doesn't want to work for James Dolan. Like I don't think anyone wants to work with James I mean, Dolan. You seen the video, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, where he's like, I'm not going. I'm to not going to New York. Yeah. Like uh, this is just typical New York uh, media. Just it's literally like I saw. I read like this, bro. I, re- I read this. I read this like post where like like Masai, if Masai is considering this move and like thinking about even bringing Bobby Webster with him, who is the Raptors' current GM. I'm like, get out of here! Like this, that's what? like Bobby Webster just got promoted. They just no, won a championship. No. Like you think they're gonna jump ship on that now? No. So yeah. yeah, I mean, as far as hiring a player agent, I don't even know who wants to run the Knicks at this point. I don't know, but I guess they want to repeat what Rob Polinka did, I guess, hiring another player, which Rob Polinka had his own issues. Rob Polinka got turned lucky. Around, he turned around. He, he got lucky. Turn, he turned, he, he got super turn, lucky. He did turn around, and all credit to him. He did. He was doing terrible, and he turned around, so credit to him. Yeah. But, yeah, the next, I don't know, that's the next man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, next up, are you up or under on the Golden State Warriors now moving on from D'Angelo Russell talks? Uh, with Minnesota and New York, um, I'm up on it. I mean, at this point, like, D- D'Angelo was like kind of brought in for this reason. He was brought in to be a trade chip. Like, that's there's just no ignoring that fact that he that's what he is. Like, the Warriors. Yeah, but and, they're moving on from trading him now. 
Oh, moving not, on from yeah, trading him. Yeah, they're not going to trade him to Minnesota. Oh, not to Minnesota, but I think they should trade him still. No, they should, but I think Minnesota is probably the best chance for him to be traded. If I, I well, reportedly uh, Minnesota want, like the Warriors want Andrew Wiggins, and Minnesota's like mm, not sure if we want to give up Andrew Wiggins, which I don't understand. It's not a bad trade if you think about it from a logical standpoint. I don't know, man. the The point is, I think I don't think D'Angelo is going to be traded. I might come tomorrow. I might be wrong, but for me, I have I I think they're just gonna keep him. See how it goes off season. Maybe train next year or something. I don't know. But apparently talks with Minnesota are done, and I think that was probably his best chance because of him being best friends with Cat and Minnesota wanting to keep Cat, and so bringing D'Angelo Russell would have done that. But uh, yeah, now they're just they're not gonna do it anymore. So I don't know. It is what it is. Um, we haven't talked about Zion so far since he came back. So uh, are you up or under on how good Zion's been? I like what I see from Zion. Like I honestly like what like what I see. He's he's still getting back into it. Like I'm not gonna say he's a perfect player yet. Uh, you can see there's times where he's missing, you know, shots that he shouldn't he should. But you can see his dominance. Like you can see this Bro, man. I honest thing, I did not expect this guy to be this good right away. I mean, he's averaging like in seven games, averaging nineteen point six points a game, eight he's, boards. He's bullying him. Bro, he freaking he's snatching ball from Giannis. He snatched it from Giannis. Like, yeah, how? Bro, this guy's bullying NBA players already. I mean, when you're 6'6", 284, like you can bully anybody. Crazy man, I did not expect him to be this good. He is crazy good. He's already, bro. New Orleans, New Orleans is pretty sad. I mean, if he stays healthy. They have like he's he's gonna have a Bro. bright future, and if he starts hitting that jump shot, like when he hit those four straight Bro. threes, in, in his first game too, I was like, oh my god, this guy. Is I mean, granted, the Spurs are leaving him wide open, and, and granted, he's not that great of a shooter, at least not yet. But if you're gonna leave him open, at least he's gonna shoot. Like that's something Bro. Ben Simmons can't even do. Yeah. Okay, well, Ben Simmons, ben Simmons just. You um, leave him open, and he shoots it, and he made it. Yes, Zion. This he's already this dominant, man. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Man. He's the future, he's, man. He's, he's, He's the real deal. This good He's the real deal. He is crazy. Bro. And New Orleans um, is also starting to pick it up too. Yeah, uh, they're making a playoff. A lot of teams are making a playoff push. In the Western uh, Conference, especially. Yeah. Um, and finally, are you upper under on the? Well, it wasn't really a beef. It was just more like a petty argument kind of thing with uh, John Morant, uh, Dylan Brooks, and Andre Iguodala. So background: Dylan Brooks pretty much said. Because everyone kept everyone keeps asking about well, Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. He's like, okay, I can't wait until we trade Iggy so that we can play him and we can beat him. And then uh, Steph Curry responded back with Iggy with the championship trophy. And then John Morant was like, yeah, I agree with Dylan Brooks. And then John Morant pretty much tweeted back at Steph. Or no, he responded to Rachel Nichols. Um, yeah. Who, 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 who retweeted Steph's who Instagram re- post. Retweeted Steph's IG post. Um, and, and then he responded he back with the uh, KD holding the finals MVP trophy, which is definitely true. Uh, but yeah, are you up or under on that? I'm up on it. I yeah, mean, like man. at this point, we like, all love beef, bro. I mean, like, you love beef yeah, especially, bro. but like that's that's my MO. That is your I, I just do random. <laughs> that is your. But like, here's the thing. It's like, uh, like the I like this this new attitude from Memphis and this young Memphis team. They're like, look. If you don't want to be with us, screw you. We're just going to play you and we're going to beat exactly. you. That's I the like, right I mindset really to like have. I really like it's, and Memphis is fun right now, yeah, man. They're fun. No, for, for, they're not going to take nothing from anybody, especially even like a guy like Andre Iguodala. But, and now, fairness to Iggy, I understand both sides. I mean, Iggy's a three-time champ. So. I understand both sides, too, because of the fact that this was a mutual agreement between Memphis and Iggy. 
Yeah. So it's not as if Iggy didn't really want to play for them and Memphis obliged. So it's kind of a mutual agreement between the two. So I do agree. And Iggy's um, also threatening to sit out for the remainder yeah. of the season. So I do I do get it from both. And he's also 36 now. He, he needs that rest. But, so <laughs> I, I, do, I do understand both sides. But, you know, I like it, man. It, you know, show the spirit. Bro. Show it the does, spirit. man. Yeah, this probably. Grizzlies team is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, that concludes this week's episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoy, hope you guys enjoyed it. It was De- a bit of a shorter it's episode. It's a bit of a short kind one. Of ran off time a bit. But, you know, it is what it is. We were still able to jam-pack it with whatever we could. But let us know if you guys enjoyed it. Subscribe to the show on all the various platforms. You know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Basically, wherever you can find the podcast, we're the Up and Under Podcast. Also, check out our website, upandunderpodcast.com. We can find our even corresponding blog posts with every episode. Uh, it's our central hub for the, for the, for the show. Uh, also, follow us on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at up and under pod. That's up, letter N, under pod. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash up and under podcast. And yeah, as always, guys, we will see you guys all in the next episode. Take it easy. Yeah. See you all in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah.